0: Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to heritageradionetwork.com. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper
1: awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from
0: border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio
1: Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the Internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show! Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision... Too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And And now, here they are to pluck the low hanging fruit of the literati. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy Judy McGuire. All right, we're back. The Mike and Judy show broadcasting live from Robertus here in Bushwick on the Heritage Radio Network.
2: I think we should let
1: our listener know that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that today is a very unprepared show, as our guest has not even arrived she, yet.
1: She'll be here soon enough. Katie Lazarus, uh, comedian and writer, will be here soon. But first, Judy, you just came from uh, a, baby, a, bri- a, a bridal, bridal shower, shower, not
2: a baby shower. Bridal showers are slightly better than baby showers because you don't have to... Epping poo <laughs> at onesies. You just but like brides get ripped off so bad because bridal showers it was like a tasteful bridal brunch, which was really nice. Everyone was nice. I didn't have time to eat, so I only had a cocktail. That's um, probably why I'll be a little chatty today, <laughs> um, but but like men, meanwhile, get bachelor bachelor parties where they go to Vegas and screw hookers for the weekend. We get brunch.
1: Okay, that may or may not be a myth. I'm not copying to anything, but I think that's the old model. I don't know that people are still doing that <laughs> anymore, isn't it now? Well, it's my
2: like- boyfriend isn't going to any goddamn bachelor party in Los Angeles. Is there something
1: we don't know? Are you getting hitched anytime
2: soon, Miss McGuire? No, but he has to go to the bachelor party for the wedding. I went to the bridal shower. For. And did
1: he did he screw hooker? That you know of?
2: No, no, it didn't happen yet. So uh. he hasn't screwed a hooker yet. <laughs> and <laughs> how
1: how are you you with that?
2: Of screwing hookers? <laughs> I'm, as you might imagine, I'm really okay with that because I'm sort of like a hippie. Yeah. Free yeah, love, yeah. man.
1: What I really like, the best part is that you actually use the Mike and Judy show to make a quick exit. You're using our radio show to get out of social obligations. I
2: didn't use it. I'm just a bad <laughs> planner.
1: It's good. Well, at least you didn't get caught on the Brooklyn Bridge. At least you didn't get arrested with uh, what the New York Post referred to today as those goddamned hippies.
2: Well, J- Jack, our um, fabulous engineer, informed me there was a drum circle there, and that is like a Judy repellent.
1: Yeah, that is good. The truth is, if there was a drum circle, I will join the party with the uh, calling them goddamn tippies. Speaking of the New York Post today, you know I'm completely outraged at the front page of the Post today protesters take Brooklyn Bridge and here it is in the big, in the big uh, 36 point type it says shit hits the fan Hit, I don't th- sh- I don't, hits the span
2: I don't think it says shit does it
1: okay maybe not what it, but it's very clever it's a visual pun it's um, the S is a dollar sign the H is a pound sign and the I is an exclamation point guarantee you from 10 feet out you couldn't tell the difference it's vulgar it's not appropriate and you know like I said inside they call um, protesters goddamn tipis it's just a level of vulgarity that I'm not comfortable with I, I especially I kind of
2: funny that the author of the upcoming book
1: dirty, dirty, dirty (laughs) is so offended by the S word and the GD word. Well, well, thanks. No, it's true. My book is um, unapologetic about pornography. And available for pre-order on Amazon right now. Thank you very much. But um, I'm about the concept of the unwilling public. I'm not foisting any smut or vulgarity on people, especially a paper that claims to be a family newspaper. This makes me fucking insane and especially this douche Phil Mushnick who's been their TV reporter, who's also a big anti-wrestling zealot, by the way. But in the meanwhile, he's Says, he accuses CBS, the entire network, um, of being nothing more than a, quote, pornography channel. Poor so, mongers, Right, because um, there's too much sex, there's making out, there dirty words. But meanwhile, um, the post has the word shit predominantly on the front page. Um, the fact that it's a visual pun is just really splitting hairs. And then, of course, in the back of the paper, you have the hooker, Ashley, who is giving you advice. I want to tell your girlfriend worker. to sex get a sex worker. She's a hooker. Not anymore. okay, not okay, look not all sex workers are hookers, but all hookers are sex workers, okay, not all fish all therefore i 'm a fish you know The
2: New York Post exists to give you high blood pressure because every week <laughs> you get you are
1: outraged by some aspect of the New York post and yet I love the new york post i'm i 'm a, a loyalist I, I just don 't understand this this, this this hypocrisy, of course. Well, that's true. I do understand it. But selling sex on the front page and complaining about it by you know, an idiot like Phil Mushnick or Andrea the woman who was always the wrong positive, on page six, it's, it confuses me. It's fucking up my brain.
2: Hypocrisy is, a, is, is part of being an American, Mike. I
1: feel like this is what Ted Nugent felt like when he first heard reggae music. Like his brain just seized up and rejected that's it. That's what happens when I hear reggae music too. <laughs> um, you've probably heard the wrong... Uh, it's the years at high times, you know. It just sort of casts such a bad... Uh, yeah, th- things, know, bands, bands who
2: could, you know, be wiped from the earth and I wouldn't care. Grateful Dead, fish. Um, any reggae band. Um, oh,
1: that's too, you're painting with you broad a sword, any reggae band. It's oh, like, don't
2: even get me started on jazz, Mike. I, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that
1: match. makes me fucking insane Kate too. Cage match. Uh, any day you want, McGuire. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm, I'm sorry Katie's not here yet, she's on her way, but I like that it's just you and I, it's very, it's very intimate in a way the show hasn't been in a long time.
2: Let's ask each other quest. no, <laughs> never
1: mind. <laughs> um, I did want, we did want to talk about the protesters, though.
2: I am for the protest. You are
1: for the protest. Okay, hippie, explain.
2: I think that um, it's it's kind of interesting that a class war is happening in America, even though they may... You know, I'm not down there because I'm like, I don't want to leave my house, but then <laughs> be exposed to body odor, patchouli and drum circles like.
1: Ew. Well, that that is that is the problem is that the protests um, are such they're so trapped in the cliches of hippie drum, the patchouli and the drum circles and all what? this nonsense. And they look terrible. They look out of work. They look like bums.
2: Well, not all of them, though. We had the pilots down. That, there. Was, a
1: fantastic. that, that was
2: fantastic. That was great. Those are some well-dressed gentlemen. We have my friend's mother got arrested last night. Hippie. She's not well, she's an older hippie though. She's probably my age. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think you know, when I used to go to protests when I was when I did this sort of thing, this was years ago, I was part of Rock Against Racism and Rock Against Reagan. Right. But part of the thing was you're supposed to look good and have your sound bite written before you get there, so you don't come off as an idiot when you're on someone's T V camera.
2: Well in adding like uh Jack Jack was saying they added sort of Troy Davis to the end of the list. It's like what does Troy Davis have to do with um Wall Street occupation?
1: Um Really not much. Well, that's the problem with this protest. It's been largely unfocused. I agree, there is... um, well, I don't know if there's a class war. There probably should be, though, and that's, I guess, what they're trying to ignite.
2: Yeah, or at least a class uprising, or at least some sort of um,
1: awareness. I'd rather call it a populist uprising than a class uprising, because I think it encompasses... Too many, too many people in too many quote-unquote classes. You know, it implies some sort of caste system. We're talking about 1% versus 99%. Well,
2: no, Bloomberg corrected us, saying we are, the protesters are against good, fine Americans who will only make between forty and 50000 a year. They may
1: be inconveniencing <laughs> some, of the, some of the cogs in the wheel on Wall Street. But the mm-hmm. truth is, um, I saw on one of the websites, perhaps Facebook, one of the social media sites, people who are saying, I am one of the 99%. How many people do you know they're unemployed right now?
2: Uh, I'm underemployed. Underemployed.
1: How's that yeah. working for you? Yeah,
2: it's not working. It's so hard well. as hell
1: to get a job right now.
2: Yeah, it's hard. And uh, and when you do get a uh, you know a call for work, it's like, well, can you write for? Okay, I'm just going to say it. Esquire. dot com.
1: Yeah, fuck, right. I'll, fifty fifty bucks a post. And I'll say it right now. Fuck them. What did, what happened with that gig? I remember we talked about I it.
2: I pitched a few things, and you know, it's like it's. It, I've already used up my fifty dollars worth of pitching. I'm not going to pitch them anymore. If they want me to write something, and you know, they come and give me a foot rub, too. It's
1: at, just, it's not worth it. At 50 bucks, I've already spent an hour of my life. Every time there seems to be a, a recession, every time that there, there's a dip, of course, advertising dollars is one of the first things that goes. We've both been in the magazine world and, you know, yeah. it's, we're, we're worth working writers for many years. Everybody wants more for less. They say, fire staff it's never seem to replace the positions when the new. economy turns around so it's just sort of a new status quo of everybody doing a lot more work for a lot less money and then they stop paying writers less and now of course everybody thinks content should be fucking free yeah content is not free what we do is valuable
2: our we- guest is here is katie here yes all she's right here. well bring, bring
1: her right in jack please bring in katie but to finish the thought on this I'll offer you fifty dollars for six hundred words on a reported piece, which is what I believe it was. Yeah, it wasn't just, it's just, just fucking ludicrous. It's just fucking ludicrous. You're not a college intern; you're, no. a prof- you're a professional journalist who's published books, and it's just fucking outrageous. Hey, Katie. There you go. Why don't you put on those headphones, and there's a microphone for you, and um, during the break, we can get you liquored up.
3: <laughs> and I can just stare at all these hipsters. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know. that. I think the, the demographic has definitely aged here.
1: Yeah. Well, a review in the New York Times will in do that In both for
0: directions, you. because of all the children that come here now. Oh, nice. Oh,
1: I know, man. but they're
3: hipper than I am, too. Look at that four-year-old's outfit. I'm sure her name is, like,
1: <laughs> she's uh, just the at sign. All right, so we're joined now by uh, Katie Lazarus, comedian and writer. We're just talking I- about um, how. How hard it is to get a job, and we're talking about the uh, what the New York Post refers to as those goddamn hippies. What are your thoughts on the <laughs> occupation?
3: <laughs> Honestly, like, it, I think it seems like a great job if you get paid for it to occupy. Yeah, I would love to do it. No in, in terms of in terms of, uh, I I believe that my cultural and political leanings are probably in line with most of the with like ninety percent of those people who think- are on Wall Street. However, like, I do think we come across looking as sort of silly.
1: We. We yes. see you've already learned your
2: sitting at home, not stinking a patchouli or
1: bio.
3: I don't have a handlebar mustache, but you're closer because you have a goatee. So I'm putting
1: you. Uh, in this is in not that a goatee. This column. is a Van Dyke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, Grandpa. Straight. Do you think any of these
2: kids know what the hell a Van Dyke okay. is? Uh,
1: no, and fuck them. Frankly, um, they don't. I mean, the. Pro- I mean, listen. Did I Dyke remember Van when Dyke, hipster yeah. was not a pejorative. When hipster was someone yep. who was into Lenny Bruce and Dizzy Gillespie.
3: That's a, that is a totally fair thing. And I, I actually grew up as a, as a misfit of a child, and now I look at people on the L train, and I'm like, because you look like everyone else, doesn't make you hip or no, a these different. No, these
2: are the fake hipsters. I swear, I've gone on this rant before, but they play dodgeball, and
3: no true dork in school enjoyed, enjoyed dodgeball. Unless you're a Satan masochist. Yeah, okay, well... I guess that comes later where you're like, oh, this is fun getting <laughs> oh, hit. I like that. Oh, I can pay someone to do this to me. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you
1: know, we were all, you know, what I would like to think is sort of proto-hipsters in the best sort of the way. I mean, the word hip just meant that we were a little bit ahead of, ahead of the curve. You know, yes. there, was, there was a nature to um, just being aware, to being a little bit avant-garde, knowing what was happening, to being one percenters, not the one percent that the 99 percent, Patchouli smelling, drum circling hippies on the bridge are protesting. But the one percent who really knew what was what was happening, what was cool culturally. I yeah. think
3: some of those people are probably doing this in earnest and like really care about politics, but it's kinda like I used to think the people in the sixties we're all about civil rights. And no, I'm sure like 10% of them, of them were. were yeah. A lot of them were about getting laid. Exactly. Yes. And so like, I mean, I think that now that you're an adult, you can look at it or as I'm an adult now, I can look at it and be like, oh, wait a minute. I can be a little more discerning and be like, some of these people are just having fun. Yeah, yeah but
1: what you, have, you've seen these people on the bridge. I mean, do you want to sleep with any of them? I mean, seriously. I think maybe the, just the quality of protesters has gone, gone down over the years.
3: I don't think you're a middle-aged woman, so I'm not sure you can look at it from that
1: perspective. <laughs> I'm definitely not a middle-aged woman. <laughs>
3: We're like, oh, he has a pulse. Okay. (laughs)
1: Is a job, I'll be open. Is it that rough out there? I mean, is it, is it harder for a middle-aged woman to get laid or to get a job? Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> to get laid is like the easiest Easy. thing in the world. To get a job is significantly harder. To find a man who's actually going to stick around and be worth your while, that's impossible. Who acts like a man. Yes. That, that would be... 40, ah. 43% or 41% of women in New York are single. Yeah.
1: I got good news for you, ladies. I am the last real mensch. <laughs> 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 and employed. That's two things going in the right direction. All right. All
3: right. No, I, I really do believe that the, those um, folks who are occupying Wall Street have the right intent. I mean, it is sick that no one in Wall Street has been prosecuted. Yeah. We spend so much money prosecuting someone who's smoked pot or done something that is a petty crime and therefore should get in trouble. But we don't do anything about it the wall street billionaires who really did f up the economy and I, I agree these fuckers should be in, in jail office.
1: you know a lot of these people should be in jail and throw away the fucking key there i mean it's Hell yeah it's it's economic rape i mean it's nothing short of that it's absolutely terrible what a lot of these people I are prefer doing the
3: term sexual assault but keep going uh, <laughs> uh,
1: well you obviously haven't been tuned into the mike and judy show for very long because political correctness is not something we do i yet. did force
2: him to say sex worker instead of hooker but like I said... like Step in all, the right direction.
1: Not all sex workers are hookers, but all hookers are sex workers. Okay, this is this is fair. Oh, and I have nothing oh. against the hooker in the New York Post. Like I said, I don't blame her for bringing down the governor. I blame the governor for bringing down the governor. What I blame her for is writing a lousy column.
2: Yes. Well, yes. I'm sure she doesn't even write it, Mike. You yeah. should blame whoever... The poor intern who's in charge of
1: like... And my problems with the editorial staff at the, the New York Post, I, okay, who use but- the word shit on the front page, and goddamn on page two, and on page six, have... Andrea, the woman who was always wrong pies or screaming about sex on MTV. But wait and a minute. that moron Phil Mushnick calling, you know, some sitcom pornographic. Wait a minute. You're, okay, the, you're I, the And then to... there's the butt-shaving story from the hooker.
3: You're referring to the New York Post's editorial staff. And I think that in and of itself is problematic to use the word editorial
1: <laughs> with the New York Post. I, I you prob- know
3: what you're getting with the New York Post. I,
1: I'm probably giving them too much credit. I just think it's 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 a tough uh road to hoe when you call yourself a family newspaper and you use that much vulgarity in it.
3: It depends whose family, right? <laughs> you know what? My, no my,
1: one ever. Everybody always like throws their arms up. and looks like I'm ta- I'm on the crazy train because I am I'm a known pornographer, <laughs> a you engineer. Know. <laughs> You're but, driving the crazy train. Wait, so
3: I didn't know. I didn't know this. So are you a pornographer?
1: uh i guess once a pornographer always a pornographer you know how it is my
3: parents would be so proud mom dad if you're listening you know (laughs) i haven't written
1: any real abject smut in a while Uh,
3: in a while
1: in a while uh, oh there was the incest novel but that was a long time ago
3: (laughs) you Uh, wrote a novel about incest
1: three or four of them actually three or four of
3: them wow any anyone's incest in particular or one you were hoping Uh, to uh, achieve
1: but i just but i just more recently i wrote about someone uh Chip Maloney, the, the world's last great pornographer, who's going to be a guest soon, yes. who's still writing incest books. Ay,
2: yay, yay.
1: No, daddy, it wasn't a dream. Ooh. Me and you and daughter makes two or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we should go for our break. We're, uh, this is going to be the dulcet tones of the exploited singing class 4.
1: <laughs> and then we're going to get we're going to get Katie loaded during the break.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Ah!
0: And am the fan, drum down the rubbish cans Do you water? We don't need that Can you see it? I can her Bussy yeah, <laughs> house is bro-loy cash Diamond rings and fashion cash They don't work to know the truth How those guns are the best of sense
2: That was the exploited... I once had a mohawk that was bigger than Waddy's. I stood next to him and made my friends measure and he got very, he felt very insecure about that.
1: These these hipsters here don't know who Waddy is. They don't know, (laughs) they don't know who the exploited is and certainly for all the, maybe a faux hawk or two here but um, not the kind of commitment it took. Commit! Commitment that you had. I, you know, I remember that. Holy cow, you you know, you look like a circular saw. How
3: long does it take to do this? Because I think we are all in the same age bracket because I used to Worship the kids with Mohawks when I was young. I would wear all black, but it would be from a spree. Like I was trying so hard. I hate to
1: break it to
2: you, Katie. Did we you could be your rock? parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. We could be. We could be Seinfeld's parents.
3: <laughs> I feel like if you guys were my parents, I would be the most straight laced. Like yeah. right now, just I just rebelling be
1: against everything. Totally.
3: I'd be working in banking and wearing talbots. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be out front protesting,
1: you, you <laughs> showing know, our. Boobs. You know, back, back back when I was out on the road with uh, Reagan Youth and we were doing the Rock Against Reagan tour. Who's this Reagan? Is, I'm sorry. Re- Reagan was know? was an American president. Very popular um followed this uh what was his name jimmy carter he farmed soybeans and <laughs> in arkansas or something um he farmed yeah the peanut farmer no one remembers who, i mean people just don't remember my jimmy dad carter. worked
3: for jimmy carter Your dad worked for,
1: really on the peanut farm Because your people Um, don't strike me as like sharecroppers. No, I
3: I, I cannot imagine. My my dad looked at a microwave when I was young and he was like, this thing boils water, sweetheart. It's amazing. I was like, that's how you got out of a microwave? Yeah, no, he definitely did not work on the farming aspect.
1: But back when we were doing the punk rock thing with Reagan Youth, I could remember the guys on the bus like taking notes on how to create the mohawk. Ivory soap was like a popular um, thing to use. It was kind of like the secret ingredient to keep it sharp and spiky. Is that
2: true? No, I used, um, well, before they took the cancer-causing agents out of Aquanet Extra Superhold, you. You brush it, you you know, you hold it up straight. You spray it with the Aquanet Extra Super Hold, and then you blast the blow dryer on it. And it, how
3: long? How long did that take you in the morning?
2: I didn't do it every day. It was the commitment. If I was going out, <laughs> I would do it. Otherwise, it was just like if you're my, going out on a hot date. If I was if I was having a hot date, yeah, or if I was going to a club, because you would always get into a club really quickly if you had a foot high mohawk. And, <laughs> Is that because
3: they wanted you there as eye candy? because cause for
2: the freak factor. Like I was, I was seeing this guy from Australia once, and we went to this club called Area that was like a big downtown club. Oh, God. and there was like what a nightmare! I remember that place. I loved it. <laughs> there were like hundreds of people out front, and I woke up with him, and he's wearing a dress. And the guy's like, "Come here," and I was like, "I'm cool
1: for once in my life. Somebody
3: thinks I'm cool. They're not threatening to beat me
2: up."
1: That's good. You need a mohawk going out with a guy in a dress. Shut up. Um, but it does
3: seem kind of high maintenance to have a mohawk. Yeah, but I
2: mean, it you sh- you shave the sides, that takes that's a pain in the ass. I also had two mohawks for a little while. Jesus shaved in the middle with bangs that was a, that was the and the bangs you, were the,
3: the worst problem of everything right those were the hardest to
2: do shaving what in the middle happened? without where, lopping where, the whole where thing where did off. your parents
1: go wrong
3: <laughs> <laughs> well or right let's look at it from a different well, perspective
1: glad to see you're back on the straight and narrow yes such, well I think it would be a little silly such as, as it is by the, by the way Katie have you ever smoked age. angel dust I have not smoked
3: any oh, oh, <laughs> <it break>? you <laughs> broke our perfect <laughs> record now, we I
0: don't shut even know what angel dust I don't even know
3: Angel dust it what is Angel
1: Dust? <laughs> it's bad for you. Stay away. I'm
3: allergic like, to dust, I'm
2: Jewish.
1: Wait, what is Angel Dust? <laughs> That's what I say. I say, um, stay off school and stay in drugs.
2: It's it's a crazy animal <laughs> tranquilizer that people used to put in joints. Most people didn't smoke it on purpose. When I smoked it, it was not on purpose. Yeah, someone would hand me a dusted joint. I don't understand
3: how that happened. That never but the results were me. always
2: negative, I must say. It was it was something that was big in like the eighties. It was
3: but see, I missed out on everything.
2: Yeah, you missed all the fun. Yeah, yeah, of like
1: dusted and <laughs> joints. Of thinking you're going to have...
2: <laughs> this is like one of the many reasons I hate pot, because it's like, you think you're just going to smoke a little pot, maybe, you know, zone out. But then all of a sudden, it's like a psychedelic experience that you did not sign up for. And you just feel like you're going to throw up and... There's noises coming
1: Speaking of which Aren't we due for another Like pot tasting show I can't wait (laughs)
3: Wait, The one time I got stoned Was at an Upright Citizens The one
1: time You got stoned So your number is one Last week we were talking About the number uh, Okay And your number is one So this is at a
3: UCB party Not too many years ago And I was like, who is this guy who is selling brownies? That is so rude. He's at a party <laughs> with his friends. And I started yelling at him. I was like, I really think that's insensitive. This is a New Year's party. If you want to bring gifts for your friends, bring them. So finally, he like, gave me a huge cookie because he was so irritated that he wanted me to go away. I spent the entire... This is my New Year's. I was trying to negotiate peace between Kissinger and Carter. And I lived in a little studio. So I had to stay in my bathroom because I had a friend who was
1: for well, the weekend. It was nice of them to come over to your house. And, is that not
3: the loneliest uh, ocu- And had occupy done? your
1: bathroom, you know. Henry Kissinger mistook your bathroom for the Gaza Strip. It That's took 8 hours,
3: 8 hours to stop imitating Kissinger yeah, and eating Carter. it eating
2: All
1: it is
3: right.
2: very intense. World peace.
1: According to Katie Lazarus. And
3: and it didn't, it didn't happen. So now I knew not to get stoned again. So speaking
1: of solving the world's problems, Katie, yes. we should talk about your show because you were solving the world's unemployment problems, yes. I understand. Oh,
3: uh, one <laughs> show at a time. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was so excited that you guys had me on and were even interested. I got laid off from my job. I wouldn't say it was a dream job, but I was writing educational animated cartoons. Oh, wow. And... I couldn't get like I said, a, another job to save my life. Stay but in I,
1: drugs and stay off school.
3: This is the key. Well, this is what's missing, clearly, is that I should be smoking more. Yeah. Although, I've been told that when you are smoking a lot, that's a key indication that you will remain unemployed. Is
2: that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll also gain a lot Well, of we it. used to have a job where smoking was sort of one of own the pre
1: wrecks, but that was kind of an odd thing. We both worked at High Times at one point. Yeah. Where, oh, you uh, did? Yeah, and you know, where everybody was drug tested. Identify this pot, identify this acid, identify this. Wait, so
3: at High Times, <laughs> are you drug tested? And that's like the positive, like if you're drug tested well, you and five. you have drugs in you, they're like, okay, sweet, I'm going to hire
2: you now. I got in trouble because my ass- I don't smoke pot. But my assistant, when I hired him, I was like, you can't smoke pot until after five because I need you to help me. And then when he started smoking pot, you know, at noon, I yelled at him and I got called on the carpet like, you can't tell him not to do that. This is a pot magazine. Like, well, pot makes you retarded. Yeah, well, the part, <laughs> and the I problem, need him to know, time is, yes, I it's prefer a, developmentally delayed. Yeah, they forgot that.
1: I said, stop thinking about it like, like it's a pot magazine and start thinking about it like it's a magazine. You know, yeah. 25 years yeah. later, deadlines are not supposed to be a freaking novelty.
3: People
2: aren't getting drunk <laughs>
1: at Wine Spectator all day, I don't think. I don't think. I don't well, know.
3: they well, they may be They may be um, functional alcoholics. I mean, I feel like there are people who are functional potheads and functional mm-hmm. alcoholics. They're high-functioning
1: potheads, but I'll tell you, they're not working at high times. No.
3: <laughs> okay. Is, it, is high time still going?
1: Uh, defined going.
3: Yeah. It's, it's but tell us more good. about it's your more show, more at low okay? times. It's more at low times now. So, so you lost your job. So I lost this job, could not get interviews, but I found like I could interview people who like their jobs and they just like wouldn't necessarily hire me, but they talk about how much they love their jobs. Mm. And so then I was like, you know what? There are a lot of people who want to in, like they want to know how to be a Muppet or how to save the <laughs> world for a living, you know? And I was like, why don't I just share those informational interviews? Cause that's one thing I can do is I can go up to anyone and ask them.
1: I have prefer I and I eat a lot of cookies. Can I be a Muppet?
3: Can I be a Muppet? <laughs> and I eat a lot of cookies. Oh, because you you like just Cookie Monster? I
1: like like a lot of the Muppets. The only ones I don't really like. I don't like Big Bird. He kind of, you know. Carol Spinney. Yeah, it's a little. um, That's the guy who plays You know, his, his ambiguous sexuality kind of threatens me. I admit it. (laughs) <laughs> so so, wait,
2: is one of the guys on the, sh- I'm on still the show to on rework. Monday,
3: is he a Muppet? Yeah, uh, Yes, but I'm still trying to rework the idea that one of the Muppets has ambiguous sexuality since none of the Muppets, for the most part, are supposed to have well,
2: any re- sexuality. Re- Except for Ernie and Bert, no, who are gay. No, a- a-
1: actu- a- actually, there was a big statement from Muppet uh, HQ, from the Muppet Command Center, because there were some, um, probably some of the New York yeah. Times with their homosexual agenda, you know, they said, when are Ernie and Bert going to get married? And they said, well, Muppets don't have any gender. They're just a couple of... Muppets who live together and are friends.
3: And they're felt, or inanimate objects. That's right, they're felt, but seriously. So it's hard for them to have sexual leanings because they don't have those hormones. Yeah, I reckon.
1: But it's not what I want to believe, though. But,
3: <laughs> and I desperately would love to work for Sesame Street, so I probably shouldn't ask this, Kermit and Miss Piggy's relationship is really out in the open, even is, though they're hypersexual okay okay,
1: okay, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm cr- so
3: I'm then why isn't...
1: Crashing the myth right now, Miss Piggy. Yes. Okay that's it It's Miss Piggy
3: Miss Piggy Okay What did it. I say Miss Piggy No no no
1: You said Miss Piggy But you said genders It could be a drag name But well, don't I was, have genders I was, But it's Miss Piggy And
3: I was acknowledging The contradiction And she saying She is like,
1: all woman
3: She's also played by a man Yeah Really Yes A very talented one I, I would think so Um I guess so behind every influential woman is man. So I, so we have Murray the Monster, the head writer of Sesame Street. Joey Mazzarino is on the upcoming show this Wednesday. And
1: where can we come see your show, Katie? Upright
3: Citizens Brigade Theater in Chelsea in New York, 307 West 26th Street. It's at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, That's October 5th.
1: It, the Upright Citizens Brigade because when you said UCB before, all those Mohawk wearing 80s punk rockers thought it was some hardcore band.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not GBA, UCB. <laughs> what's, the, what's the website there so
3: people can buy tickets awesome uh ucb theater.com or you can go to the show's website which is employee of the month com. employee of the month com, or my website com. katie with I, a c with a c i know it's, it's not my fault my mom named me after a jane austen character a boring one
1: <laughs> I, and i understand jane austen was a man also
3: uh, that is not true that I know of, although that would make her even more interesting. Cause then it wouldn't just be like Jane Austen and zombies. It would be right. like Jane Austen and her transgender. So if we go
1: to your I show, will we get jobs?
3: Um, I'm hoping for the same thing. (laughs) That would be the most amazing show, right? I I hope that you meet other people. Um, What I do on purpose, part of the reason I do the show live in addition to doing the podcast is so that you can actually ask the people on the show questions yourself. Oh, cool. Because I hate going to things and you don't get to say, well, actually, I have a question about your work and I have a question about how hard it is to get in or... um, yeah, I want people to come and I want them to ask whatever they need to ask or say like, hey, I really want to write for Saturday Night Live or I really want to be a set decorator on this. What do I do? So
1: how easy is it to get the job writing for Saturday Night Live? I, well, would like that I don't job. have
3: it, so I don't <laughs> I don't know. But I, I hope that you can go there and make connections, certainly, and also learn from these people's experiences, because there is something that certain people do that gets them in the door.
1: Right. Leaving their house. Certain certain things they do. I have
3: heard about that and I'm I'm (laughs) gonna start on the showering part. I mean so few people watching T V at home
1: polishing my bong. So Judy Judy, what's your dream job? Speaking of Yeah, uh, what is your dream job? My
3: dream job is to create
2: and write my own T V show, not be on it. Just create you a You can't market. be on it
1: because you're too hot for television. I
2: know. I would be cracking tubes all well, <laughs> I guess there's not even tubes anymore, but... I have a yeah. face The fact for that you internet. think that there are
1: probably disqualifies you from that job. What? The fact that you think that TVs still run on cathode ray tubes yeah, probably I have disqualifies no you.
2: You should have seen the TV I have when my boyfriend moved in. It was like six-inch screen with a built-in VCR. He's like, where's your television? I said, there there it is. And he's like, that's not a television. <laughs> so he bought a giant thing into the house. Oh, that sounds oh, man nice. Oh, men and
1: their giant things.
3: Did you keep him or the... I, I kept both oh wow this is great right. this yeah. is a two-for-one deal this, this is a
1: love story this, this is, is a it.
3: love story <laughs> i bought them on the internet <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> love here at the mike and judy show with katie lazarus today so so that's uh,
3: your dream job what's your dream job well, mike?
1: well when i was a kid i wanted to um either be an astronaut um was at a time when astronauts were heroes we've since passed that unfortunately yes, now yeah. they're now
3: they're attacks it's just you know it's so sad on um
1: yeah, exactly. Literally. We got um we or a relief pitcher for the New York Yankees. Um yeah, which I mean not only i only, only yeah, that's not as that chip of sale have I aged out of that position, <laughs> but now since I've been divorced from my the New York Yankees, which oh, we've right, spoken that's about. tragic. Um, but no, the idea of being a relief pitcher just to come in and throw, you know, three you know, three outs, one inning at two thousand miles an hour was like really, really a turn on. Or like all boys want, you know, I still want to be a professional wrestler.
3: That's a practical dreamer though. Like to be like I want to be the relief pitcher, like somehow as a kid you knew you couldn't aim too high for the pitcher you were just like I'm going to be the relief pitcher that seems like a reasonable thing he knew thing. how
1: lazy he was
3: <laughs> like, lazy
1: I what just thought want that was a work hot job <laughs> you get the call you come in you shut him down you walk away and you start pounding the bud
3: I really like that you are like you know what what can I really aim for at age
1: five that seems realistic isn't
3: like football
2: like a kicker uh, isn't there some guy who just there, does the kicking guy, kicker there, there, substitute there, there,
1: there, kicker ah, this is great I can't wait to we do the Michael Judy sports special oh my god <laughs> we just exhausted I know, all I know about nose guards I know about nose guards isn't that a position in football? I think it's something you put on when you sort the cocaine. Oh.
3: see. Have you ever done I'm cocaine? Boss. No. You
1: got stoned once. You're so no good. Cocaine. Your parents did all, you, right, I hope Katie? at least
3: you're a little slutty. I wish I was oh, a little more slutty. God.
2: You know, actually. this
1: reminds me that, you know... This, this is like the Amish you, edition. You get with it, Katie. This reminds me of that old Mark Twain story. He's sitting at this old woman's deathbed, she's dying, and he says to her, Madam, do you drink? No, I don't drink. Madam, do you smoke? Are you promiscuous? No, no. He says, just as I suspected, a sinking ship with nothing to throw overboard.
3: <laughs> I do think that's fair, though. I went to, I go to this clinic because I, I can't afford health insurance, and it's a gay, lesbian, transgender clinic in Chelsea. And mm-hmm. every year when I go for my checkup, you can tell the nurses like trying to encourage me to do more because they're so, they're like, do you do math? No. Do you have sex <laughs> with men, women, and children? No. It would be a good idea if you got out more. Like by the end of the session, it's never like we really need you to use condoms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we really need you to come talk to the teens, is what they're thinking. Like quit these. I, so, what is your dream job, Katie? Before we
1: close, my dream
3: job is to be a Muppet, and I would also love to be a writer and do voiceovers. That's really all I want to do. So, what, what we don't do now? Kinda, can't you, just don't you kind of do that? It. Yeah, yeah. I want to do what I do, but just get paid for it.
1: Yeah, um, the dream. So- ah, the universal dream. And on that high note, this has been the Mike and Judy Show one more time, broadcast live from Roberta's here in Bushwick on the Heritage Radio Network. Yes, Judy, you have a final thought?
2: Check check Katie's show out on Wednesday night at UCB Upright Citizens Brigade in Chelsea. Absolutely. Please find
1: her on Facebook. She is awesome.
3: Thank you. You
2: guys
1: rock. Mike and Judy, Heritage Radio Network. See you next week.
0: The Heritage Meat Shop has just opened in the Essex Street Market. Open from 9 to 7 Monday through Saturday and 10 to 6 on Sundays, the Heritage Meat Shop supports independent family farms and animal welfare-approved and certified humane raising standards. Most importantly, they offer a wide variety of heritage breeds. So stop by, get a sandwich, try the charcuterie, the Heritage Meat Shop at the Essex Street Market.